Hello friends, thanks so much for joining. So this is a special Zany Audio tidbit debut. I initially composed this to be a cold open and then before I knew it, it turned into a 17 minute opus that took eight hours to make. <laughs> so I thought it deserved its own RSS release. Um, kind of felt like it stood on its own. So this is an original Zany Audio short and it's entitled The Gig Worker and the Wage Slave a late-stage capitalist love tale. I hope you all enjoy, and thanks so much. And I love you. Peace. This is Amadeus. Amadeus works in the gig economy. He drives a 2002 tan Civic with 180,000 miles. 180,004 to be exact. That little Honda engine is hanging tough, as Honda engines are wont to do, but the car sounds like a mewling baby when it breaks, and an old creaking barn door when it turns. Hello, I'm Amadeus, a gig economy wage slave, living that late-stage capitalist survival life. It's true, that I technically occupy a space, within what can only be defined as a consumer culture, and it's true that my livelihood hinges on lubricating the gears of this hectic commerce. But seeing as all I can really afford is, relatively healthy food, and grossly inflated and rapidly rising rent, I feel it misses the mark a bit to define me entirely and strictly by the, consumer metric. I consume the things I must consume to survive. At this point, 20% of the money I make delivering shit to yuppies in the professional managerial class, goes directly into my gas tank, which allows me to continue delivering shit which allows me to make enough money to eat. So, in my humble opinion, it's unfair to label me a consumerist. It's a consumerist world, and I'm just living in it. I am a cog in this system, because there is no other type of system, for me to be a cog in. Amadeus tried to go to Cuba to participate in a different kind of system, but messed up on the needlessly convoluted paperwork and was denied a permit to travel there. It's because we are so free that we can't go to Cuba. Freedom, after all, isn't free, and it certainly is not being allowed to travel to nation-states who employ a different style of political economy than the U.S. oligarchy that calls itself a democracy, because every four years we are allowed to fill in one of two circles, both of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of the corporate state. Listen, Amadeus is just trying to get by. It's tough out on these streets. And he's one of the lucky ones because at least he can keep a roof over his head for now. Amadeus also makes a little extra money here and there, slinging some decent homegrown, mostly diesels with some cheeses thrown in there as well, and setting up organic lettuce gardens for rich people, who will brag to their friends, cashiers at the ruinously expensive natural food stores they frequent, and people on Twitter about growing their own food and sequestering carbon in their backyards, but who won't actually harvest the lettuce, citing overblown fears of toxoplasmosis. For this work, he gets paid in cash. Amadeus loves cash. It's true, cash is king. Cash is the shit. Amadeus loves himself some cash. Cash money baby. Make it rain, whoa yeah. Meanwhile, in various discordantly fluorescent boardrooms around the world, broods of gnashing demons in suits and ties, the tie of course being an occult symbol of the head being separated from the body, and various other unelected billionaire predators scheme, backstab, and jockey, 
to control a small number of major central banks who work in exquisite synchronized tandem to dictate monetary policy to so-called elected leaders who really serve as the policy enforcers for the predacious banker goblin class. It should be noted that when the people of another country democratically elect a leader who doesn't play ball with the central banks and their multinational corporate deputies, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is really just a group of junior partners to the U.S. Empire, cites some liberal interventionist hoodoo to bomb the people of that country back to the Stone Age, kill or depose the democratically elected leader, and install an unelected puppet regime to do the bidding of the imperial oligarchs while actively screwing the people. This is called the International Rules-Based Order, and American elites pat each other on the ass for this behavior and call it standing up for democracy, even though it's actually a vicious military, covert, and dirty war assault on democracy. Mao himself said that political power grows out of the barrel of a gun, and he isn't wrong. Hello, I am a demon, and I run the Bank of International Settlements, from the shadows of course. I hate cash, because cash cannot be tracked. Thus, it cannot be controlled. Also, the plebeians can save cash, which pisses me off. I want to know every transaction that takes place on this blessed spinning orb. Thus, my sicko friends and I are waging a war on cash. Nash Nash Growl Spittle Spittle Scowl Snarl Spittle Spittle Nash Nash Growl That's Demon 4, damn it feels good to be a demon. On this day, like so many other days, Amadeus was busy being a gig economy wage slave for tech startup yuppies in a gentrified neighborhood of his previously affordable but increasingly pricey urban center. He had been running around like a mad dog for hours, putting further wear and tear on his creaking and weathered personal vehicle, the cost of which is borne entirely by him, thus saving the gig platforms the hassle of having to maintain vehicles, and delivering single shots of espresso to cocksure flannel-wearing millennials designing asinine apps with funny venture capital money in overpriced co-working spaces. The espresso, of course, looks and tastes like dog shit by the time it gets to them, no matter how supremely efficient Amadeus is in his pickup and delivery. Because oxygen skull fucks espresso shots, which is why you want to either immediately sequester the espresso in another medium such as steamed milk, or gulp it down straight away while the crema is fresh. And all this hustle and bustle has Amadeus feeling a bit peckish. Amadeus can't afford healthcare and thus must be his own primary care provider, thus requiring him to take in food that's healthy and high in antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals. He literally cannot afford to eat junk food. Amadeus spots a boutique salad vendor with tacky, stupid, postmodern, quote, art, unquote, on the walls that yuppies devour like hogs in a corn crib featuring multicolored triangles and lazily attempted impressionist faces on textured canvas. The art file follows an increasingly prevalent unspoken dogma in modern yuppie interior design that operates under the flawed premise that just because the medium used for the art is unique or beautiful in its own right, that makes the art itself inherently innovative. If this were true, then everyone who wrote poetry while listening to jazz would produce jazzy poetry. And sigh, though I wish this were the case, go to any open mic, and you will see, it sadly is not. Amadeus waits in line, 
orders his particular variety of salad, Cobb salad, from the frantic, underhydrated, and depressed-looking wage slave behind the glass, a divine spirit animated by the divine spark, and proceeds to the cash register to pay. $18.76, says the cashier, and this is for one single average Cobb salad at best, which uses gross factory torture eggs and the shitty parts of the romaine. You know, the already half-browned end wedges that contain the least amount of beneficial nutrients and may or may not give you food poisoning, but at least they do provide roughage. Of course, Amadeus thinks to himself, I could just graze on cat grass for roughage and it wouldn't cost me $18, but whatever. He's in the perpetual near-panic hurry of the gig worker existence, and he's hungry. And this is the only decent option for food that won't fuck up his system for the next 48 hours. Amadeus opens his wallet and fishes out a crisp $20 bill. Handing it over to the cashier, he is met with a look of amusement, tinged with sadness, compassion, and boredom. For clearly this is not the first time today she's had to tell someone, I'm so sorry, but we don't accept cash here. The words hit Amadeus in the gut like a stack of credit cards hurled by Randy Johnson. Wait, what was that? He wants to believe he heard her wrong. We don't accept cash. Orders from corporate. Amadeus had recently listened to an episode of Barbarian Noetics, an underappreciated podcast in Amadeus's humble opinion, where the often dim-witted but well-meaning host and fan favorite the inimitable Dr. Sylvie Salinger discussed the current move by central banks to systematically eliminate cash internationally and move to mass adoption of central bank digital currencies, the purpose of which would be to get everyone on the blockchain, monitor every single transaction on earth, from a smiley face cookie to a Range Rover, and thus tighten control of the population to previously undreamed of levels. This would be achieved as a direct result of the abolition of cash, for if everyone relies on the blockchain to do commerce, then those who control the algorithm can dictate where consumers shop, how much they are allowed to spend, and whether they are even allowed to save. That is correct. The end of cash means the end of savings, which gives rise to a dystopian vision where the people of the world, well, will own nothing and they can jolly well be happy about it. Does a portion of the citizenry balk at bypassing their innate immunity and having a sketchy gene therapy injected directly into their tissue? No commerce for you! Such disobedient peons would suffer a hit to their social credit score, and instead of earning the privilege of purchasing lab-grown animal protein, or maybe if they've been very good citizens, even actual biological chicken, they are instead relegated to eating the bug burgers from Ikea. Which, incidentally, is one of only three emporiums their all-seeing overlords allow them to shop at, the other two being the Bezos Online Boutique and Balmart. All these thoughts and more scroll across Amadeus's brainscape, but he has no vitriol for the woman behind the register. Clearly, this prerogative came from the blood-sucking board members at the Salad Stops corporate headquarters. Still though, it was Friday, and Amadeus is committed to using only cash on Fridays. So even though his belly growled in anticipation of the pile of subpar produce waiting just beyond his grasp, he keeps his commitment to himself, 
and to his fellow workers of the world. I see. I'm not supporting businesses who don't accept cash. Sorry for the hassle. Can you maybe eat the salad then? The cashier nodded, knowingly. Amadeus suspected she was a fellow listener to Financial Rebellion. Good for you, my working class comrade. I feel the same way. I'm just trying to make enough money to keep my gas tank viably full and to afford food for my ferrets. Pet food is through the damn roof. I love ferrets. I know right? Ferrets are the best. Suddenly, a looming presence appears behind the cashier. It is the salad stops manager, a portly 30-something incel who, just the night before, had fallen asleep only after soaking the grimy pages of his copy of Sex at Dawn with his own salty tears. No talking politics at the register. Each transaction must only last a maximum 8 seconds, and I can see by the surveillance wearable around your wrist that your body motions are operating at only 66% optimum kinetics. And it also shows your current emotion is hovering right between bored and rebellious. Apologize to these fine customers waiting in line and get that kinetic momentum percentage up to at least 95% efficiency immediately. At that comment, Amadeus detected something small but essential snap happily inside the spirit of the cashier, whose name is Agnes. I got your optimum kinetic momentum right here, fuckstick. She raised both middle fingers directly in the flushed face of the thoroughly enraged but violently repressed manager, who was held in check by his own surveillance wearable. Fuck you, and your shifty bullshit salad stop. Hey everyone. She hollered to the packed store. I found four rear wigs in this batch of swaggy Cisco lettuce. Sure, I washed them off, but how well did I wash them, really? Earwigs carry all kinds of gnarly shit, people. A startled murmur skittered across the shop like so many sand crabs scuttling in the liminal surf. Goodbye, you cucked, beta, shit sloth, you just lost yourself your best cashier. And nobody wants to work for this garbage wage, so good luck filling my shoes. You can scoop avocado slop on ratty pieces of red lettuce, for a while. I'm out. Agnes gleefully skipped out from behind the register. For a moment, her surveillance wearable read, Unchecked Elation, which raises major red flags at the corporate human chattel monitoring stations, which, parenthetically, also house several off-the-books Pentagon drone operators who deliver mass death from all sorts of unlikely locales. But back to Agnes, her wearable could only just barely record the suspect positive emotion before she ripped it off and hurled it so hard against the glass, its microprocessor innards exploded out onto the austere laminated floor, like a pregnant spider getting squished. That's coming out of your paycheck, snarled the manager, whose name is Gerald. Better than the self-respect, that rockets out of your ass like a bad salad every day, you bloated sausage bag. Agnes turned to Amadeus, whose broad smile matched her own. Come on, Amadeus. I know a ferret breeder uptown who only accepts cash. Let's get ourselves a couple marmots, and then check out the unlicensed produce markets in the abandoned greenhouses downtown. On Saturday night, they bump that old school Chicago ghetto house sound, and you can party while you shop.
I'm only halfway through my grueling gig economy workday, but, you know what? Fuck it. I got a fat blunt waiting for me in the glove box, let's get blitzed and go ferret shopping. To the marmots, Amadeus. To all the marmots, Agnes, forever and always. Marmots all the way down. Gerald, the store manager, looked on angrily, with shades of envy and regret. Those negative shadows of emotion were detected by his surveillance watch, and red flags exploded across screens and faraway monitoring stations. Gerald. Gerald. A voice inside his Neuralink was piped directly into his brain. Report to the Disposition Monitoring Board, immediately, we're gonna need to significantly up the dosages of antipsychotics, being secreted by the self-replicating, nanobot, mood providers, peppered liberally throughout your bloodstream, and we're gonna need you to sign a few dozen waivers in order to do that. Thinking of his social credit score, upon which hinged his entire livelihood, as well as the recently signed leasing agreement to his level 4 luxury pod, which featured a digital faux window looking out onto an illusory lake that he really didn't want to jeopardize. Yes, sir. Gerald retorted crisply. Sirs, Gerald, plural, intoned the voice in his head, suddenly affecting a haunting reverb. For we are legion, and we occupy your brain.